On today's episode of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show, we go through the 2021 NFL Draft and our top prospects for, I'm just kidding, we talk about the Super Bowl, who's going to win and why, which players are going to ball out, and we fight over them with our trivia showdown time, and we also learn quite a bit about tracking down the Declaration of Independence. We channeled our inner Nicolas Cage. Stick around. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. Question for you guys. Do you know how, how many trees there are in the world? Honestly, no one I feel does. like we've talked about this. We have, but there's <laughs> one less today because they were cutting one down by Danny Kelly's house, and we didn't know if we were going to have to postpone this podcast. I was right. planning out my whole day, trying to figure out if I had to go get in my car, drive somewhere, use a hotspot, get online with these idiots, and do a podcast. Thankfully, they cut the tree down in time. By the way, tree cutting arborists—that is an interesting Arbor- job. They they <laughs> like climb arborists? up the. First of all, they climb up a tree with a chainsaw, which just seems dangerous. And then they're chopping the tree down slowly by like slowly but surely, just like chunk by chunk. It's a very impressive skill to have for somebody oh, yeah. who's just kind of a, a tree cutter. Yeah, they're like climbing with a chainsaw. Like we could use them. Is arborist the term? My son was enthralled by it. Uh, yeah, I think it's arborist. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, arborists out there. All right, well, if a tree falls and everyone on the podcast hears it, did we even talk about the Super Bowl? I don't know. We'll find out. So, all right, we are back with showdown time. I don't do it quite as well as Craig does, but (laughs) it's been a couple weeks. We're raring to go. We've made three separate daily fantasy lineups for the Super Bowl. This is the conclusion of our playoff long competition DK's in first. I don't want to talk about it. Craig's in second. I don't want to talk about that. Craig made up a pretty strong distance on me, though. Like my my lead is no longer safe. I don't feel like. Thank you. Remember that first week I got murdered, and look who's climbing back. I had a tough, tough championship week. It was it was brutal for me. Even with Matt Barkley, I've made my way back. You're chipping away (laughs) at the lead. It's like the tree. Exactly. I got my chainsaw. I'm climbing up DK right now, ready to take him down. Yeah, you're an arborist. All right, so we're gonna go through these again. There's the the catch that. We can't have the same players, which hasn't been a yep. huge problem. And now we're in the Super Bowl and there's two teams and it's probably going to be a huge problem that we can't have the same players. So there will be a trivia question. And if there is a tie, you will hear this sound. And we will go into showdown time. You'll get it. It's really easy. We got to guess trivia questions. Uh, normally, FanDuel line up nine players because there's only one game. Uh, we're doing the little mini Superflex lineup. Five guys. You can pick any position, and there is one MVP slot, which is 1.5 times the points. Mm. 
Okay, so you want, want to just hop into this? Yeah, Super Bowl, huh? Chiefs, Bucks, big game. <laughs> big game. That's what I've heard about the game. Thanks, Craig. How would the people the big have game? known if you hadn't? Are said you it? having Are game. you having big game fatigue yet? Like the two week thing between the championship weekend and the Super Bowl, I feel, I feel like it's a little bit much. That's like the whole year, right? It's like, wow, that was like a slog, <laughs> but now I'm here and I'm like, that was fast. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Like, time doesn't make any sense to me. The two week thing is a great place to start, and if you don't mind, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to take the mic for the next few minutes to talk about this two-week break. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just interesting. You know, I've been <laughs> I've been talking with Warren Sharp a lot. Warren Sharp had a 50-page dossier 55. about the Super Bowl. In 10-point font, so it's really 70. Correct. I read it. It's a lot. <laughs> it's uh, you a know, lot. I didn't read every word, but I, I, I did my due diligence. But one of his points at the very beginning- <laughs> read every word, but- <laughs> Um, one of his points at the beginning was pretty interesting. It was something I never thought of that the pandemic weirdly grants these people, uh, these players, a luxury that they don't normally get where they don't have to travel to the site of the Super Bowl mm -hmm. until the day before. Obviously, the game is in Tampa, so the Bucs aren't doing it anyway. But for the Chiefs, normally they would have to travel 10 days before, do the whole media thing, stay in hotels, all that stuff. But now they get to be in their own facilities. Mahomes gets to rehab in his place with his people using the equipment that they're comfortable with. They get to sleep in their beds, be with their families. Um, and they get two weeks of studying, which I Tom don't Brady- I realized that they're not actually in Tampa. No, they're not. Oh, Tom Brady said he's never seen studying. You're saying they weren't studying because they're on the hotel rooms? Well, no, but I mean, it, it's a lot more to do when you're actually there. Tom Brady yeah. said he's never seen anything like this and that he's been studying a ton of film and his family left his house for 12 days to let him focus. Which is where'd they go? <laughs> sure, they have another house. Yeah, <laughs> leave. I don't think there's ever been a time. Warren Sharp uh, pointed this out. Has there ever been a time where a team gets two full weeks in their own home yeah. to study for a football game? That's fascinating. I have noticed that, like in in previous Super Bowls, it's so jam packed with media like responsibilities. This year, it seems like these guys don't have to do quite as much. They don't have to like be going to like to and fro from all their different obligations, all their, you know, uh, sponsorships, promotions, all these things that they're doing. They can just sit in the room and do it like all via Zoom. I love this. Two full weeks of prep at their own facilities. It's a lot. That's a fascinating angle. So do you have any takes based on that angle in terms of like what you're going to do with your lineup? We should first overview. There's a chance this game has some rain. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Literally rain on the parade here. Kind of sucks. I know, that would suck. Should we have all Super Bowls indoors? How do you guys feel? I think so. I don't like weather being like one of the big factors in the Super Bowl. That seems weird. Well, but it's also what makes football great. But there's a 70% chance of rain. Obviously, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. So, you know, we've weather, three days, who knows. But 70% chance of rain. It's supposed to be like 70 degrees. 69, technically, if you want to make the joke. Balmy. What? Balmy. Balmy. It'll be a balmy day in balmy. Tampa. Oh, balmy. I think you said balmy, like balmy blazer. Like from Dodgeball. <laughs> no, I didn't. Do you pronounce that. the L in balmy? Bommy. What? No, you're just from New York. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Are you? Was that a serious question? I I, 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 I really did ask. I was like, why is he saying Bommy? I don't know. Wow. I have trouble with the English language for someone who like uses it a lot for work. There's no one English language. Don't worry about it. Anyways, that's a good point. It's all whatever. Just get the point. It's across. all accents. Speaking of that, it's all accents. Hi, Fitz. Okay. Want to get the chief side of the ball first here? Yes. Sure. So I have a few. Should we just yeah, go just, through the guys? Let's just the list guys? the players first, then we'll talk about the Chiefs. Okay, so in my five-man lineup, I have three Chiefs. Travis Kelsey, tight end. I'm going I'm going out on a limb here. 
Another good uh, tree joke there. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire. And then- <laughs> oh, wow. Look at him go. <laughs> and then Miko Hardman. In retrospect, I don't know what I was thinking here, but we're going to go with it. And I'm guessing I'll probably have to give up one of these two guys <laughs> anyway. So let's let's just roll with it. You know, I'm not sure you are going to have to give up any of those guys. Uh, I haven't checked, but you took the the non-Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek route. I took mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. What about you, Heifetz? I took Patrick Mahomes, Travis. Uh, Travis Kelsey is my MVP because this lineup is five spots. And you have to pick one someone for a multiplier. Kelsey's my okay. MVP. And then I got Miko Hardman. So none of us picked Tyree Kill with 203 yards in the first quarter of this matchup in week 12. No, it was a budgeting problem. I wanted to, do, but I decided to go with Kelsey, and I figured out you guys would have Tyreek. This is just an overcorrection. He's still going to have a good game. Also, one of us could end up with him if we lose a trivia for Patrick Mahomes. This yeah. is true. So let, let's talk about Kelsey first. How about? Because I want, because I think for me, the decision was just pretty easy. It's Travis Kelsey. He's had 10 plus targets and a touchdown in six straight games. He's had 10 plus targets or a touchdown in nine of his last 10. The dude is absolutely consistent. I don't think that's necessarily going to change this week. Also, the other factor that kind of went into this, which is a good segue from the Tyreek Hill thing, is I don't think the Buccaneers are going to want to give up 200-plus yards and three touchdowns to Tyreek Hill for the second straight Yeah, are they going to overcorrect? I so I, I, think they're gonna, I think they're going to have a lot of focus on what they can do to stop Hill and make sure he's not letting the Chiefs like jump out to this massive lead again and all that stuff. So I'm gonna, I, I think that's going to leave Kelsey not open, but it's just going to give him maybe a, a few more opportunities. So I think the consistency combined with the fact that the Buccaneers, if they're smart, will probably try to limit what that, what's happening with, uh, tri- uh, with Tyreek Hill in this game could open some things up for Kelsey. I agree, DK. Athletes hate being embarrassed. Honestly, they hate it more than glory. Like athletes, it's cool <laughs> to be the guy dunking in House right. of Highlights, but it's actually worse to be the guy getting dunked on on House of Highlights. That's all athletes want is to never be embarrassed. Don't get And they were freaking embarrassed like when you give up 200 yards and a quarter to a guy. And what happened after that is that's the headline. But the Bucks made this change after the first quarter ended because, you know, you, that's around the time you have to make a change. Is after the Right around the 203-yard mark is when you have to make a change. <laughs> and they started putting the safeties really back deep. And Tony Romo, who was announcing this game, immediately picked up on it that they were sending Tyree Kill deep, and that when they put the safeties deep, Travis Kelsey just started eating. He, he didn't mm. have a catch in the first quarter, but then in the final three quarters, he had eight catches for like 80, 83 yards or something. Yeah, It's not yeah. 200, but the point is that Kelsey was eating, and Romo kept calling it the slow death, the dink and dunking of Kelsey getting these eight and 14-yard <laughs> chunks over and over and over again. Now, here's the thing. There's no way to stop that, because what are you going to do? Go back to one high safety and let Tyree Kill run to the corners and just destroy? You can't do it. And here's the thing. The Bucks' safeties are, are dinged up. Um, Jordan Whitehead is like a shoulder problem. Antoine Winfield, to their other safety, he's got, he had an ankle issue. He got in practice. He missed the AFC or the NFC Championship game. So they can't just go with this one safety look. So if you're playing too high, I think Kelsey's going to really destroy him. So I think that's the real question here is like, how do you stop the slow death while also stopping tra- Tyree Kill? I don't think they can. Yeah. Also, like... The Chiefs offensive line's banged up and the mm, Bucks yes. have a great pass rush. So like maybe they don't want to like maybe they're gonna be a little bit quicker. They maybe I think they're gonna want to get out ahead early because of that pass rush, because I don't think they want to be down late in the game, having Mahomes drop back a million times to try and come back with that Bucks uh, pass rush. And you know, this is again, I'm pretty much just a vessel for Warren Sharp after reading his thing. <laughs> um, anytime the Bucks have played pass centric teams 
this season. And when those teams have come out and passed the ball in the first half, they saw a ton of success. And Warren points out, not just from like an efficiency perspective, but just like straight up on the scoreboard. Like the Chiefs put up 20 in the first half versus Tampa. The Falcons put up 17 in the first half. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to want to do that again. And so that's why I was DK. I'm curious as to why you like Clyde this week. That's actually a great, segue for me because it's it's basically the reasoning I went with Clyde. I'm not like expecting a big uh, game from him on the ground. In fact, last time these two teams faced off, it was I don't know off the top of my head, it was like 11 carries for 30 something yards, like he just didn't get much traction. However, big old Steven Smith, but I do think <laughs> having said that, <laughs> <laughs> I do think the Chiefs like Craig had like basically just laid out is they're going to want to get the ball out quickly because they're going to have to avoid that pass rush. Both of their tackles, both their starting tackles are going to miss this game. I did not see the update. Is Eric Fisher for sure out or are we? Yeah, he's out. Mike Remmers. Achilles, I think. He's out. Yeah, it's an Achilles okay, injury. Mike right. Remmers yeah. will be playing left tackle in this game instead of Eric mm-hmm. Fisher. Andrew Wiley is moving from right guard to right tackle. So not only do they have two backup tackles, the guard's moving. So they have two backup guards too. And then yeah. the only Jeez. player who's like yeah. a, an original week one starter in the right spot is the center, Austin. I just don't know how to pronounce his name. Ryder, Ritter. I can never, I can't pronounce anything. Austin. We'll call Ball him. Me. So but the point is that you've you got Mike Remmers at left tackle, and Mike Remmers was the right tackle for the, Bron- uh, the Panthers five years ago in the Super Bowl. And that was when Von Miller was the defensive, was the MVP of the game because Mike Remmers gave up three sacks. God, poor Remmers. Um, so, yeah, I think that's like a huge key to this game is what is Andy Reid going to do with two weeks to prepare for this makeshift, completely like redone offensive line? I think a quick game is going to be a big part of it. Obviously, that that means good things, I think, for Travis Kelsey, but I also think that they're probably going to try and get those running backs involved in this um, scat protection, which means in a five-man protection, the running back just goes out into the, into the flats and lets the blitzer come, and then you just flip it to him. Um instead of having him come in and try and like block and all that stuff, they they could try things like that. I just think when it's such an obvious concern, such an obvious weakness, they're going to game plan some things into their offense to get the backs, the ball quickly. And so Edward Zolaire, who's coming off this injury, but he's, he's, I think I saw he was a full go. So he, he should be ready to play and, and be a full speed this week. So I just kind of decided, you know, that's, uh, it's a bit of a risk, but I want to go with it just because he might get like five, six catches and, and what, what he can do with that. It's a little galaxy brain to take Clyde because the yeah. Bucks run D is so good. Vitavea, their <laughs> defensive tackle, who's basically the size of like two refrigerators, is back in the middle. And when teams pass on the Bucks, they succeed. Yeah, the Bucks <laughs> front seven is the best front seven of football. Like They have the best two linebackers in the middle. They have the best outside linebackers with the pass rush with Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett. As Kevin Clark said, Jason Pierre Paul is like all the way back. Their defensive tackles, I mean, they have Vitavea, who again, is like like two refrigerators. And then also Ndamukong Sue in the middle. It's an unbelievable front seven, even though that's six, I know. But still, and they're the best run defense in football. Having said that, to your point, DK, the most interesting thing I saw them do uh, in when I rewatched the game from Week 12, and by them I mean the Bucks defense, is that the Bucks defense had certain plays where they're like, "Fuck it, we're doubling Tr- Tyree Kill and we're doubling Travis Kelsey." I was unbelievable. Like they would have Kelsey, the Chiefs would split Kelsey mm. out wide to one side. That's on the other side, they'd have three receivers and Tyree Kill, and they the the Bucks would literally just double the other both of the other two people and be one on one with all the other people. And so that's one of those scenarios where I can see Clyde getting some 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 run and getting a lot of screens, and he has to be one guy, and he picks up these 12, 15 yard chunks. That would and that only has to happen three or four times to make it really valuable. 
I like that. That's great. Um, that's pretty similar lo- lines to why I ended up going with Hardman too. The biggest reason is I needed somebody cheap. Um, and he's the type of guy who's, you know, can do something with three targets. Like, you know, if you're going to get yeah. three targets, give it to the guy who's going to get, has the ability to like hit a home run. You know, he has the ability to just go and run past the defense and, and you know, break a play open. So he has that speed. He might get like a reverse or two here and there. <laughs> I'm not like super confident he's going to do anything, but I need a cheap guy and he has that big play potential. Well, here's the thing with Hardman. Demarcus Robinson is out of this game because he's uncovered with close contacts, which reminds me, we haven't even talked about the freaking haircutter. Oh, the haircut looks positive while giving them haircuts. Ay, ay, ay. That is just, this is something where you're like, did Tom Brady set this up? He, he set this <laughs> so up. They were, mid, they were mid haircut, correct? They were mid haircut. The backup center, to Chiefs depth, the backup center, Daniel Kilgore, was mid haircut <laughs> when they found out. Oh and the inexplicable God. part of this, apparently Adam Schefter originally reported that he left, he was pulled mid-haircut. Apparently yeah. what actually happened is he found out mid-haircut and he's like, whatever, I, I'm going to be a close contact one way or the other, you might as well finish. Which <laughs> I'm extremely mixed feelings about, but whatever, it's not me. So I don't think he's actually, I don't know if he's actually going to be able to play in the game, <laughs> Kilgore. But Mahomes was scheduled to get a haircut for this dude too. So can you imagine if Mahomes couldn't practice all week? How many people did already get a haircut from him? I don't know the exact number. 20 the whole goddamn team did, Craig. There's like so many guys. It was crazy. I was picturing the opening scene of what is it, Full Metal Jacket, where they're just getting all their buzz cuts. <laughs> yeah. I question it. It's funny because like uh, there was a lot of people on Twitter like defending the decision to go to the barber like a few days before the Super Bowl, even in a pandemic. It's like, look good, feel good, play good, you know? I'm like, just fucking buzz it, man. Like, <laughs> think about the things that are on the line right now. And you're going out and like being around somebody that tests positive for COVID. Like this just doesn't feel worth it to me. Of course, I, you're talking to the guy who has th- not very much hair left. So you're going to show up to Super Bowl Media Day with a buzz cut. You don't have to go to Media Day because you you get you're just doing everything via Zoom, and then you wear a helmet all day. <laughs> yeah, that's what my friend said in the group chat. He's like, "Why do they all need haircuts? They wear helmets." <laughs> like, that's a decent point. It was the day before Media Day. <laughs> So yeah, what? but I'm saying, dude, you know, they're just doing it Then you'd be Zoom. on Twitter making fun of their haircuts, being like, why didn't you get guys their haircuts? And then they'd be like, because the barber had COVID. Everyone would be like, okay, that's acceptable. What do you think the over-under is for how many Chiefs players actually will currently have COVID during the game? Like 10? Oh my gosh. I mean, I hope not. The, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on this. There's a number and it's, it's not one. There's a number and it's not one. I think I agree with you. Oh <laughs> I'm telling you, like right 10 that. years from now, we're going to find out everybody on the Chiefs had COVID. I'm just going to Yeah, it's like right when now. Julian Edelman like came back in the game and probably had a concussion, except it's the Chiefs like playing I like, actually, this of them is, with COVID. This is a funny point. Like uh, Jason Concepcion, former Ringer colleague, tweeted, there's no way Mahomes doesn't have the vaccine already, right? <laughs> <laughs> like just someone smuggled it. Like he got it on the black market. <laughs> I almost care. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Nothing would shock me. I mean, what are we doing here? If this was like a week four game, this game would have been fucking delayed. You know Brady has it. (laughs) Well, Florida, they're giving it to anyone over 65, so I think Brady qualifies. Right. (laughs) Oh, boy. You're You're telling me Brady walks into a vaccine clinic and they're like, sorry, Tom? No. They're like, absolutely, sir. Step right in. We will give you the vaccine. It comes through with the Botox. <laughs> okay. So you got you got Hardman, Clyde, Travis Kelsey, Heifetz. So we all have Kelsey. Do you have any Mahomes thoughts? I got I have one. Mahomes, uh, um, do I have thoughts? He's so good at football. Uh, what do you want? No. He's so good. My, my actual thoughts. So I remembered 
Remember like two years ago or a year ago when he said I couldn't read defenses till like halfway through 2019? Yeah. You know, oh, when you're they just the shouting out that you got to ask Mahomes a question on Zoom. And I was very much not going to mention him. that. Well, he did everybody. Well, for the people, hey, yeah, by totally the way, for the job. people that, a little peek behind the curtain, Heifetz, tell, tell the people about Super Bowl media day during the pandemic. Hmm. I asked them a question during this is my job. It's a press conference. No, no, no. I, I'm, I want people, I wanted, I wanted you to explain like kind of like the system. I think it's kind of interesting. So basically you join this chat room, right? Do your little Brian Curtis for five minutes. Yeah. What was funny about the system is that it actually was for, like, you know, the, the on Zoom, there's like the raise hand button. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the way it worked was if you, it reminded me of registering for classes in college because you had to sit there, reload the page, reload the page. And then the, it goes yeah. from like, you can join the join button just shows up like five minutes before. So you hit the join button first. I get in the zoom. I hit the raise hand button and they just went in order of the people who did it. And I imagine, cause I'm among the, you know, the younger demographic of the reporters trying to get in there. <laughs> they actually took my question like fifth. You know how many people yeah. are trying to ask Tom Brady? I couldn't believe it. There's like probably hundreds of reporters in this zoom. <laughs> and I'm like, it goes me, and then like Sal Palantoni was like eight questions after me, and I'm like, how Holy did they shit. let that happen? I was blown did away. Did you so ask anyway. a dumb question? Because then like all these reporters are just gonna be pissed if if they didn't get the a Call of to Duty go. question. I respected it. Good job. I asked Mahomes about Call of Duty because that was important. Nice. All right, the but anyways, that is literally my job. I don't think it's super noteworthy. It's literally like, anyway. That was cool though. But anyway, the point is, the thing I asked Mahomes was about reading defenses because again, it's like he won MVP and admitted he didn't know how to read defenses. Like I don't, I don't think that can be said enough. That's fucking insane. It's Brett so, Farvian. <laughs> it is Brett Farvian. <laughs> but anyway, the point with Mahomes, I think that's really important, is that he's gotten so good at moving defenders off his eyes because in man coverage, you can't play man against the chiefs really. Cause Tyree kills too fast and Kelsey's too good. So you got to play zone. But the problem is now Mahomes zone though. Defenders are taught to look at the quarterback's eyes, mm -hmm. but now Mahomes has discipline. He now he's as good as anyone at looking left and throwing right and moving defenders by faking where he's going to go, but he knows how to do it. That's the actual value of being able to throw no look passes and knowing where everyone is on the field without looking is that he can screw you no matter what coverage you're doing. So I think that's really hard for the Bucs. It's hard enough to cover Kelsey. It's hard enough to cover Mahomes. The only way I think the Bucs can really win this game is they have to have Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett beat Mike Rammers and Andrew Wiley on the edges because if they're not pressuring Mahomes, I think they're screwed. Yeah. Especially yeah. since those safeties are hurt. There's nothing Tony Romo loves more than when Patrick Mahomes looks somebody off to make a throw. Tony Romo would rather watch Mahomes look somebody off to make a throw than have sex. Guaranteed. It's his favorite thing in the world. <laughs> She's saying looking off gets him off? Yes. He practically orgasms okay, yeah, on the it. mic with Nance. He's like, oh, Jim. Oh, did, look at it. He looks right at Kelsey, and then he goes left to Tyreek. Oh, it's just beautiful. You actually, your Romo voice isn't terrible. Hey, let's do, right, note I have. Craig, do some more do some more Romo impressions. That was good. No, no. Uh, less <laughs> is more. Less is more. Okay. okay. Um <laughs> oh, Jim. <laughs> Jim, I love it, man. <laughs> One thing about Mahomes that I like is I think Mahomes, if we want to talk a little prop bets quickly, I think Mahomes rushing yards. You could bet the over. I know the toe thing. Wasn't this the, the the biggest prop bet of last year and they caught it and then he kneeled down for the win and lost it? Oh, uh, yes. brutal. But it was, you know how different places have different lines. For a, for a majority of them, I think that was the case. But so the line opened for, I think it was 18 and a half and now it's like already up to 22. But Tampa Bay might be one of the worst defenses in the league against scrambling quarterbacks and they didn't face any. Like they didn't face Lamar, Kyler, Cam, Russ, Josh Allen, or Deshaun Watson, yet they allowed the NFL's highest success rate of scrambling. Mm. So 
And Mahomes, you know, I feel good about the, the the rehab on the toe, the two weeks at home. I thought he looked a little gimpy against the Bills, but I, you know, I could see them designing a couple runs for Mahomes in this game, plus a couple scrambles. Um, I think <laughs> 18 and a half is is money in the bank. We all agree the Chiefs move the ball in this game. Like the Chiefs are starting slow. And the interesting thing about when they played the Bucs, it was the opposite of the regular Chiefs game. It was instead of starting slow and making mistakes, the Chiefs jumped out to this huge ass lead, 17 mm-hmm. nothing, and then had it, and then they couldn't really score touchdowns the rest of the way. Do you think that it's like like the Chiefs are moving the ball in the first quarter early on or not? Craig, you seem to think it's early. Yeah, I do. I think they're gonna come out firing. DK, do you? Yes. I, I think it, I think it's gonna I'm I'm guessing it's gonna be a bit of a shootout. Is that like is that what you're asking? Like is, is yes. this gonna be like a sloggy game? No, I think it's gonna be I don't know why, but I just feel like there's going to be a lot of good offense in this game. You don't know why. Maybe it's because they're 25 for the last 27 games. Maybe that's why. That's okay. part of it, yes. I think the Chiefs need to do what they do well even more. Like I think they need to focus on their the best aspects of their offense and accentuate it. And I think the Bucs need to do what they don't normally do, which is like pound the ball, game manage, Eat the clock. Like, I, I think if the Bucs do that, they're going to lose. All right. Well, let's let's get we'll get we'll get to the Bucks' offense in a second. But first, we got to do. Who are we starting with? I was hoping for you to say showdown time. He was throwing, just, yeah, he's throwing. I was, that there, was like buddy. as much of a throw as you're ever going to get, bud. I understand that. I knew that was a, a showdown time throw, <laughs> but I feel like you got to talk about who it's going to be first. No? Yeah, oh, fine, whatever. So we we have a three-way tie here for Travis Kelsey, and then Craig and I have a tie for Mahomes, and then DK and I have to tie for Michael Hardman. All right. So we got to do some go. trivia to break this tie. Should we get? Do you want to get McColl out of the McColl out of the way? Oh, or? okay, yeah. Let's yeah, let's start, with, let's start with Nicole. <laughs> All right, it is showdown time. <laughs> it's like different from the last one. But I like it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, this is from Kenneth. Kenneth. Ken, <laughs> Kenneth. <laughs> Ken, Ken. Kenneth. Okay. How many times is the phrase, that's what she said, used in the U.S. version of the TV show, The Office? Oh, boy. <laughs> How many seasons was The Office eventually? Like eight? I believe nine. It was nine, nine? right? Yeah. Okay. That's but Michael said, said most of them, right? Yeah, gotta be. I'm gonna say 89. Okay. That feels high. I was gonna say 50. Wow. High fits. It's 51. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it felt high. Oh well. Uh so I can't do I don't I don't get me call. This is gonna be tough because there's like no one else in this area. Uh, <laughs> you gotta go cheaper than me call. Let's fucking Let's go. see. Is is Watkins playing? Is Sammy Watkins even going to play? I think he is. All right. I'll go with Watkins. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Same we have a problem reasons. here. Uh-oh. Sammy Watkins is the same price as Mecole Hardman. Oh, it has Ooh, to be less. That's Shit. not how we've been playing. That's not how we've been playing. It's been less. It's been lesser you than. It's devil. the arrow, not the arrow with the line under it. And you can't take Brait or Gronk, my man, because I got him. Shit. Okay. Is Scotty Miller? This is this Scotty is Miller! This is that came into the season. Scotty Miller is actually DK. like you could you could replace all of my analysis about Miko Hardman and just insert Scotty Miller and nothing would change. Like he's gonna get three two or three targets and hopefully he does something good with it. It's poetic that you came into the season touting Scotty Miller and you're going out. Oh right. shit. He's gonna screw me. <laughs> I love it. All right, who's who's next up? We gotta do Mahomes now? Yeah, let's do Mahomes. It is. Showdown time. <laughs> Part two. All right. Part two. Um, this is a biggie, Heifetz. Okay, so I'm guessing that we'll use the distance that people get. Whoever's closest in distance wins this. All right, from T. Where 
were the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights stored during World War II. Okay, so <laughs> like this, city? What city? Yes. Is that? Are we answering it? Are we picking what a city? location? Okay. Where? So the, okay. So or am I picking like a building? <laughs> this is an unreal question. I actually saw the answer to this, but I guessed before I saw the answer. So I already have my answer, and I will share it with you after Craig goes. I picked. I already know what I said. It's like, but this is an amazing question. Interesting. Hi, it's it's convenient. Um, I mean, I'll, fine. I'll throw mine out. The thing I guessed, and I'll even tell you, I'm not exactly right. I guessed the Pentagon. When was the Pentagon built? Was the Pentagon around in World War II? I looked all this up after. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like putting it at the Pentagon feels risky because that's a that's a hot zone, right? You'd think that that would get... <laughs> the Pentagon was completed in 1943, so it was around during World War II. Don't, why are you okay. telling Craig these things? He's not guessing the Pentagon because you already guessed it. Hive, uh, are you going to claim they built the Pentagon to store the Declaration? <laughs> <laughs> on the, on no, the cage. They built the Pentagon to keep it away from Nicolas Cage, yeah. If they were smart, they would have stored it at a random person's house in Oklahoma. Are you locking that one in? <laughs> no, I'm not. That reminds me of like the Mona Lisa during World War II. They, they smuggled it out in like an ambulance that had like carbon monoxide in it so it wouldn't like melt or what. It was cr it's this crazy story of smuggling the Mona Lisa out of the Louvre to keep it from the Nazis. I'm going to say they, they kept it in um, somewhere in Ohio. You're closer than Hyphen. No, what? In fact, you're pretty, you're, you're pretty close, like as the bird flies. Wait, wait, wait. Do I need to pick a city? I said somewhere in Ohio. Yeah, say, say pick a city. Cleveland. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so, no, it was at Fort Knox during World War, World War II, which is in That's close Kentucky, which is it's near yeah. Louisville. Ugh, that's closer to Ohio. Shit. And that is actually just up the road from Cincinnati. I, I was surprised how close these are. I, I don't know American geography very well. Cincinnati and Louisville aren't that far away. Fort Knox to what did you say? Cleveland. Yeah. I'm just. I just want. I'm curious how far. So you get Mahomes because they kept the Constitution, the Declaration at Fort Knox. <laughs> Fort Knox to Cleveland is 426 miles, so not terrible. Six hour drive. Mm-hmm. So I have to pick someone else other fucking Mahomes. <laughs> Just lost Mahomes. Uh, I I guess I guess I got to pick Tyree Kill, which sucks. That's no, that's pretty good though. All I mean, right, fine. So I'll wait, who was your Heifetz, Who was your MVP? Kelsey. Okay, so you, so you didn't have to replace your MVP. All right. So you go. You actually, this is not sh shabby for you. You know what your advantage was here, Heifetz, is because we did the Mahomes contest first. You yeah. get. Tyree Kill. If we would have done the Kelsey contest first, whoever lost Kelsey got Tyree Kill. Yeah, or I could have just not, just could have just won both times. <laughs> also true. All right. So we got to do one more here. Oh, we, we don't just have to do one more. We have to do a triple showdown. <laughs> All right. I'm looking at this. Okay. This one's from Dan. Okay. So this is for Travis Kelsey. Correct. Jesus Christ. How many dots and or bumps, whatever you want to call it, are on a football? Wow. God damn it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm trying to like visualize it like it's a jar of M&Ms that you have to count. <laughs> and when you're like fourth grade, like whoever guesses the correct answer. 3,000. Yeah. I'm going to say 1,600. I could just do the dick move and say one below that. I'll say 1,200. That was what I was first thinking. The answer is 5,979. And or depending damn. on the regulation, 5,398. Either way, I win. 
Let's fucking go. I keep Kelsey. Last. Oh my god. god. Damn it. <laughs> Let's go. <sighs> Son of a bitch. That's way more Let's than I thought it would be. Damn go. it. All right, so I got to basically take Fournette or Mike Evans. Hmm. Wow. Mike Evans had two touchdowns the last time they played. I know. And it just feels like I'm going to do Mike Evans. God damn it, Heifetz. You should have said he's slow, old. He doesn't really do anything anymore. I wasn't talking to you about you. Oh, it's pretty accurate. Uh, I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette since I wrote about him this week. Playoff Lenny. Keep this thing going. If Leonard Fournette scores a touchdown in this game, by the way, he will be one of three players all time to score a touchdown in every, like, four straight games in the playoffs. Oh, wow. Because you know who I think did it last year in three straight games was, what's his name? The running back for the Chiefs, Damian Williams. Didn't he do that? My guy, Damian Williams. Playoff Damian. Playoff Damian. Damian. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. All right, let's talk about the Bucks. Bucks on offense. Let's just quickly run through the players we got here. DK, what Bucks do you have? I have Tom Brady, Godwin, and Brady is my MVP, by the way. And and then I've got Godwin and, and playoff Lenny. Craig, who you got in this game? I have Tom Brady, not as my MVP. I have Cameron Brate and Rob Gronkowski. Mm. Oh, you got, I almost did Gr- Brate and Gronk, but I. I I, I didn't. I ended up not working for me. I have Brady and Gronk. Honestly, I'd prefer Cameron Brady than Gronk. We can get to that. But Craig, you were saying that the Bucks got to do something different on offense than they usually do. What do you mean by that? Well, the Bucks are like a really big run on first down team, and it slowed them down, and it doesn't work. They have two point nine yards per carry when they do that. Um, and the single three best offensive performances by the Bucks this season came in weeks fifteen to seventeen when they stopped doing that and passed early. So I think the Bucs to win this game are going to have to abandon the run a little bit more than they normally do and pass the ball a lot. And one area of the field that the Chiefs do a really good job on is defending the perimeter, which is why I was debating not taking Mike Evans. They're really good against outside wide receivers and they're vulnerable in the slot against tight ends and to get uh, receiving running backs, which is why I like Brait and Gronk in the red zone and in the middle of the field. And that's why I was debating Lenny because Lenny's going to catch some balls. But I think Brady's going to have to pass a ton in this game and um, Godwin and the tight ends, I think, are the three guys you want on your team. DK, what do you what do you think? You have Godwin. Yeah. Well, I've got. Let me talk about Brady real quick before I go to Godwin. I agree with what Craig said. This is probably not a great way to like predict what's going to happen in, in this Super Bowl, but Brady has a history of going off in Super Bowls of late. <laughs> Granted, he did put up a big dud against the Rams in 2018, 
But the previous three Super Bowls before that, he had 30 points, 28 points, and 25 points. 505 yards and three touchdowns against the Eagles in 2017. Uh, 466 yards, two touchdowns against the Falcons in 2016. And then he threw 328 yards and four touchdowns against the LOB in 2015. So he's got that history of Did you of just refer game. to the Legion of Boom as the LOB? Yes, because that's what everybody calls them. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think well, that's I think it's a Seattle thing. Maybe. Maybe. Um anyway, yes, the Legion it's of like Boom Seahawks defense. Balmy. Balmy. <laughs> balmy. Wait, do you pronounce the L in balmy? What? You mean the word? Yes. <laughs> the letter in the word I do. Yes. I'm not a fan of pronouncing L's. I I just kind of say simultaneously. I've never liked the L in simultaneously. Simultaneously. Oh my God. Uh anyway, so apart from the fact that Brady is just like a gamer in, in Super Bowls typically, um, I think that, you know, Bruce Arians it knows that the Chiefs, Chiefs offense is awesome. I think he's going to know they need to go punch for punch with this, if, with this offense if they're going to win and if they're going to, you know, stay in this game early on. So I agree with Craig. I think the mindset and the game plan will be to be aggressive and throw the ball, push the ball down the field. And that, I think, means good things for Brady. And also, you know, I, I wanted to stack with Brady a little bit in this, so I went with Godwin. Don't have like a real specific reason for Godwin other than he's just a baller. Uh, he had eight <laughs> catches, 97 yards last time he played the Chiefs. He's a big play threat. He can pick up yak if he wants to. Um, so yeah, no no real like schematic or specific reasons. Really, it's just more like a gut pick, but I love Godwin. You with the acronyms today. Yak, yards after the catch. L-O-B. Godwin plays in the slot a lot, which is something that the Chiefs aren't as good at. In that Week 12 matchup when they played, Brady switched from passing outside to to passing inside um, and saw way more success. So if they stick to that from the get-go, mm. Godwin could really pay off. He's another prop I like. The other thing with the, the, this matchup, I mean, DK mentioned past Super Bowls, and of course you mentioned the Seahawks one. Um, I'm going to have to take a moment here. Giants, Super Bowl 42, greatest upset, football history. Spagnola was the defensive coordinator for those Giants, and obviously the whole thing, like, oh, four-man rush. But the other thing the Giants did in that game was they kind of disguised coverages and stuff. There's a, The first sack of that game was this really cool blitz where, like, the linebackers got pretending they were going to blitz, the ball snapped, then they turned back to, like, drop back into coverage like it was a fake, and then they turned back around and blitzed and sacked Brady. And it was crazy. It's like they parted the Red Sea because the linemen didn't think they were coming. Spagnola does that. Like, when the Chiefs, he's the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, and when the Chiefs played the Bucks. If you notice, like when the ball is snapped, the Chiefs start doing different stuff than they show. They show one coverage pre-snap, then the ball snapped, and they just change something. Like Daniel Sorensen, mm. who's called Dirty Dan. Hello, shout out. This is a SpongeBob reference, right? Yes, sir. Dirty Dan. But Dirty Dan, he will like line up near the line of scrimmage, and then he just sprints back and like, oh, you thought it was cover one? Actually, it's cover three. They do all this weird stuff because Spagnuolo doesn't want Brady to like read their mail. But part of doing that means you have to play like a bunch of like defensive backs. Like the, the Chiefs play a lot of like one linebacker and like uh, like five or six DBs. So I think that means you're going to get a lot of Brady and Gronk on the field so that the Bucks can basically do like versatile. Like I think they're going to actually have an opportunity to run the ball and get more two tight end stuff going if the Chiefs are in these lighter packages with more defensive backs. So that's kind of why I don't mind the Brady Gronk, the, sorry, the Cameron Brate Gronk combo. But the problem is, I think Brach is better than Gronk at this point. I have Gronk in this, but honestly, Brach just has more juice. I think he's a better player, honestly, at this point in their careers. Gronk's just like a legacy play. Like, yeah, he, he's you just name. feel like it's yeah. It's like when you go to the supermarket. Whatever, he's still good. And you just grab the the you just grab the the brand you know and trust. But it's like the cheaper option is actually better. He's definitely scoring a touchdown now. 
aside from all the stuff you said, the, like the Chiefs are objectively poor against tight ends. They're like uh, every metric, they're like below average against tight like ends. Like Anthony Hitchens, their Mike linebacker for the Chiefs, is a very smart player, but he's not like the fastest. He's not. He's just not the uh, the best player in coverage, but he does a lot of like stuff in you know football grit stuff for the defense. So I don't know. I don't think it's a great matchup for him on Cameron Bray, but uh, I, I I think that. Lombardi, former Ringer colleague, Lombardi wrote for The Athletic that I, th I think he made a good point that the Bucs can win this game, but just a lot more has to go right for them. And I think that's true on mm -hmm. offense. They just need more to go right. Uh, and they really need the pass rush to take advantage. Like, I think that the de there's a reason that the Bucs won last week, or sorry, two weeks ago in the in the NFC Championship game. I keep saying AFC because of Brady. But the, <laughs> the Bucs won, even though they th Brady threw three picks in a row because of the defense. And the more I look into this game, this offense, I, I just feel like them keeping up with the Chiefs they can't do it unless the their defense is slowing down the Chiefs. I just look, feel it more and more. It's just going to be so hard for them um, to stick with the Chiefs. I feel like they they do have to, ironically, almost they have to control the game with, I think, the physicality of the tight ends, but then turning it against the, some of these matchups with Sorensen and Hitchens. Oh, sorry, yeah, Hitchens. So I'm looking at my lineup now. I have. Brady, Fournette, Godwin, and Scotty Miller. I better, the fucking Bucks better go off or else I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> My only chief is Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, so that's it's not, not what you want, Chief. No. Interesting strategy, Cotton. <laughs> Second dodgeball reference today. So it plays out. Craig, you kind of look like that guy. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> what'd you just say? Just young Jason Bateman. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Well, just specifically in that movie when he's got like his hair going. He's like leaning forward. Interesting. Pepper. Yeah, interesting uh, strategy. Kyle. Let's see if it plays off for him. Pepper needs new <laughs> shorts. <laughs> I find it interesting that none of us chose any Bucks running backs by choice. Well, I think that, but I think that the what we did not choose here speaks volumes. We didn't choose running backs by we we tried to not choose running backs. I think that shows we like you don't think the Bucks are going to run to win the game. We don't think the Chiefs are going to run very well, except DK, because who knows why he did that. But <laughs> no, I think they're going to. He's going to pe catch passes. Yeah, so I think that just it's not a running game. It seems like it's a it, it's a um, it's going to be a shootout, and I think it really comes down to, to the Bucks pass rush against the tackles. And when the Bucks are on defense, I just think it's it's how much the Chiefs can confuse Brady. Not necessarily even to confuse Brady, but to get him off page with his hot route receivers. Like, it's not just Brady. It's like hot route. when the Chiefs switch from, oh, it's cover one. Actually, it's cover three. Does Mike Evans know that too? And that, oh, it's a blitz. And like, you need to turn around now because the route changed because they just did that. Like, that's kind of what they're trying to disrupt. They're trying to disrupt the rhythm of the offense and whether Brady's on page with all his receivers. Anyhow, you guys want to do showdown time? Yeah, we have a... Triple showdown. Oh. Wait, we're fighting over Brady now? No, we got to fight over Gronk first, and then we'll fight over Brady. You couldn't just go along. I already did the triple showdown. You're premature. No, we, you, you premature triple showdown. You can't put the cat back in the bag. Call a doctor. The triple showdown is out <laughs> Putting there. Put it back in the bag. <laughs> premature. Call a doctor, dude. So we're doing Gronk? We're doing Gronk. We're doing Gronk first. All right, I'm not doing, I'm not doing the, the thing again. We're going to use gonna the triple have, showdown. No. You have to do the thing again later. <laughs> do the thing again. It's showdown time for Gronk. You showdown I. time! That's not <laughs> that was the most <laughs> half-assed showdown time. All right, DK, it's Craig and I competing for Gronk. Give us a trivia question. All right, let's see here. Uh, Winner okay. gets Gronk. This one's from Matt. Thank you for the questions, by the Matt. way, for everyone who sent them in. Uh, how many states were there by the end 
of the year 1820? This is an extremely specific question. Oh my God. So, man, by, this is some Heifetz is a history guy. Ask movie questions. Deal with it. Here, quick, quick bonus question before this doesn't ma- this doesn't matter for anything. What year was the movie Titanic released? Wait, wait, 1997. Which one are we doing here? How the fuck did you know that? Because I know movies. Is that right? <laughs> I think so. I didn't hear what he said, but he said 98, right? I said 97. Oh, 97? I was trying to get one. Uh, wait, wait, which one's for Gronk? That was just for fun because Craig wanted... Yeah, because Craig just wanted it. Uh, no, this this is still uh, how many states were there by the end of the 1820? This is one of those times where I'm going to wait for Heifetz to answer and then I will adjust. <laughs> but that's probably not fair. We should probably say them at the same time. I'm going to give you some. I'm going to give you some 1820 trivia as we t- as okay. we talk here. Dialing up 1820 on Wikipedia. Oh, Indiana University Bloomington was founded. There you go. King George the Fourth of the UK ascended to the throne. Do you want to say it at the same time, Heifetz? No, I'll say it, and you can piggyback off. But you'll be wrong anyway. <laughs> I'm in a range right now. I'll, you want to tell you the, I'm gonna tell say, you the range? I'm, I'm going to say. I'm going to say thirty. Oh, okay. I was a little lower than that, and I don't know. I was in like the twenty to twenty-five range in my head, but now I feel stupid. I'm going to. I'll stick with it. I'm going to stick with my gut. Twenty-three. Wow. 23 is the correct oh, answer. God Craig's fucking gut. Damn. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> okay, Craig, bonus question. What state was it? <laughs> that was the 23rd state. Oh, I don't know. Tennessee. Maine. Damn. Maine. 23 oh, states. The Northeast. Fuck. What do you mean? You forgot about the Northeast. You had too many states. Craig just dominated that because he also got the exact year of the Titanic. <laughs> or not the Titanic. Titanic. Absolutely wrecked by it's fine though. Who cares? There was a Gronk. I don't even like Gronk. Who How about this? What was the year the actual Titanic went down? 1912. 1910. Shit. I don't know. I'm I guess. I think it's 1908. Launch 1912. 1911. Oh damn, nice. 1912, Ooh. baby. Son of a bitch. Okay. All right. So Haifa, who are you taking? So I gotta replace Gronk. It's bleak down there, my man. <laughs> The Abyss. Le'Veon Bell, Byron Pringle, <laughs> Tyler Johnson. The abyss. It's not great down here, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> By the way, Craig, you're a rewatchables guy. Have you watched The Abyss? No. Mm. I feel like that's a pretty good movie. Maybe you guys should put that on the list. Okay. It's, it's, is it kind of It's kind of freaky, right? Yeah, it's like a little sci-fi. James Cameron, right? James Cameron is like Michael Bean, the guy from Terminator. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in it. Some good actors in it. Fuck it. I'll take Le'Veon Bell. Oh, Christ. Fuck it. Le'Veon <laughs> Bell, who came to the Chiefs to get a light workload. The third running back on the Chiefs. All right, whatever. Brady's up. This is way more important. Triple showdown for t- the winner gets Tom Brady. You could argue it's not that important because you go from like, you're going to go from like Brady to like a guy who's starting and you went from Gronk to a guy who might get zero Don't try snaps. to spin this so that you win. You're not the winner here. <laughs> you're not the winner here. All right. Triple showdown. Okay. Sweden. This is from Peter. Shout out Sweden also because, you know, Spotify. Sweden is the most islands of any country in the world. How many islands are off the coast of Sweden? Sweden does? That's... Yeah. I would not have guessed that. Okay. All right. I'm going to say 150. Okay. My initial thought is feels high. I'm going to go with... (laughs) God damn it. Just my initial thoughts. I don't know if it's correct or not. Sure. 
But obviously, it's a ridiculous number. It's like how many rings are going around uh, Saturn? There's like wait, a bazillion. hold on. Sweden has more country, more islands than Indonesia. That's what it says, man. That seems crazy. Okay, <laughs> that's what Peter says. <laughs> Peter is the definitive source of island nations. <laughs> yeah, we can get Peter on the pod. It just will take a while. I'm gonna go with seventy-seven. Yo, you guys are so off. What are you? It's a country. You're thinking the no country in the world is more than 150 little islands. <laughs> That's a lot of islands. What is it like? Ten thousand? It is at least in the thousands. Remember how Minnesota has like ten thousand lakes? I didn't That's think one this state. through, Heifetz. Just give us the answer. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm gonna say. I thought a cloud was 20 pounds, Heifetz. All right. I'm gonna win this by a mile. I'm gonna say a thousand, and I bet I'm still off. And I, I'm, I'm gonna say with a thousand. I'll be perfectly fine. I'm clicking the link. It's it's twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan's is right. It's two hundred and sixty-seven thousand. Two hundred and sixty-seven thousand. Yeah. Do you think we're ever going to invite like every Sweden? every little outcrop of rock counts as an island in this? <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> Whew. Okay, so one hundred and fifty. Craig, can we repeat what you said? Feels high. Not going to lie. I said <laughs> feels high. <laughs> Think about how many... Okay. okay, now that I'm thinking about it, like, it seems so stupid to guess 150 because, like, think about how many islands the United States has. There's, like, That's probably a thousand. Thinking, man. Like, a hundred. <laughs> That's a good point. It's a good such point. A, such an idiot. All right. <laughs> so, Heifetz wins. I'm second. Craig got I'm dead last I'm keeping Tom Brady. There we go. Fuck, man. All right. Okay. So, I can't pick Mahomes. I'm not going to have a quarterback. I, my, my lead is now in serious danger. You could take uh, Antonio Brown. I can take anyone under Tom Brady, right? Who's currently not on somebody else's team, which I think is Antonio Brown, Daryl Williams. Yeah. Now, do I have to have him as my MVP still? Interesting. On the fly, yes, we have absolutely. to make up this rule. Absolutely. He's <laughs> oh your MVP. You lost your MVP. Same thing my with Craig. Craig sucks. lost Kelsey. All right. I'm going to take... So you took who? Antonio Brown? Yeah. I think I'm going to take Harrison Butker. <laughs> The kicker. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my team sucks. I have a 30-point lead or 20-point lead on you guys. This is not going to yeah, last. Yeah, so to be to, to clarify here, DK's in first place. He's got 295 points. Craig's in second with 277. So, and then I'm in last Fuck. with 266. We're all in. We can all win. And I, but yeah. I, I, so let's go through our lineups. My lineup, I'm in last place. I have Kelsey as my MVP, which is tasty. I have Brady, Tyree Kill, Nicole Hardman, and Le'Veon Bell. Oh, that's a strong. I'm pretty. Team. I'm pretty happy. Jesus. How much money you have left over? Three k. Okay, I have ten thousand left over. <laughs> yeah, but I somehow only lost one trivia question. I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, my luckily, my MVP is Mahomes, so that's uh, that's nice. That's not great. Oh, God, I have damn. Gronk, Mike Evans, Cameron Brait, and Harrison Butker. My team legit sucks. <laughs> sucks. Antonio Brown is my MVP. Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Leonard Fredette, Chris Godwin, and Scotty Miller. Oh, DK's not going to win. <laughs> I think I just opened the door for Craig to win this contest, which is honestly shit. worse for me than DK winning. Because DK won't talk shit, but Craig's going to be so fucking annoying if he wins. <laughs> Let's bring it up for years. I'm going to have you FaceTime me as you do the 666 challenge. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, that's, oh, shit. I have actually... Oh, my God. What was it? Six six beers, six... Pint, six things of Six servings of mac and cheese while watching Alvin Kamara's six touchdowns? Right. I'm straight up refusing to watch that game again, ever. It's triggering. I imagine so. Okay, so that's it. That All right, so we'll see who wins. We will see who wins. So 
now that we've done everything, let's talk about the outcome here. Who do you guys think is going to win the game? All right, so I'm going to go. I'm picking the Chiefs, and Heifetz, I think said this earlier, but basically they've they've the Chiefs have lost one meaningful game where Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback in over a year, in like 14 months. Uh, and so I'm just basically just going with the fact that the Chiefs are a very, very good team. Hyphus, by the way, your article about grav- like the gravity, the, the three different celestial bodies that are uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes, love that. That's like enough to convince me that I think the Chiefs are just going to um, be a little bit too much for the Buccaneers to handle. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Yeah, shameless plug for that. Uh, I, I did write that. It's the, the three-body problem for the Chiefs. Please check that out on theringer.com. But I, I agree with DK. I, I'm also picking the Chiefs. This is boring. It feels dumb either way because you're either picking against Tom Brady or picking against Patrick Mahomes. So you feel stupid yeah, either way. But at the end of the day, I just don't want to be in the position of there's fourth quarter, there's five minutes left, Mahomes has the ball, and I'm like, I picked against him. I just, I can't let that happen. <laughs> and I understand the same thing could happen with Brady, but this is cosmic, right? Like this is the young beat the old eventually. And Tom Brady, even though he's 43, I just do believe that Mahomes is good enough to be on his level. And I just, I just want the Bucks. I mean, sorry, I want the Chiefs because at the end of the day, the Chiefs, I believe, believe in Mahomes the same way that the Bucks believe in Brady. Like, I think that confidence is not waning and that the Chiefs simply have a larger margin for error. That's what it comes down to for me. The Chiefs just have more ways to pull wins out of their ass. The Bucks kind of need more specific things to happen. They need to beat, win those tackle edges. The Chiefs, are just more of a magical team. Mahomes just solves more problems for the Chiefs than Brady solves for the Bucks, And I just think that the Chiefs have a better offense and that's what's going to win the game. I'm picking the Chiefs. <laughs> so we're Shit. locking in that the Bucs are going to win now because we're all against them. Yep. Why don't we, uh, sh- let's give a little uh, exact score prediction. Maybe one of us will be right. Like I picked that the one first time. game of the year exactly correct. Yeah. Chiefs-Texans. And now I could pick the last game of the year exactly correct. What do you got? I'm going to say 31 to 28 Chiefs. I think it's 37 to 20 Chiefs. 37 to 20? So you think it's a blowout? Okay. I'm going to say 34 to 27 Chiefs. Mm. You writing those down? No. That's what the recording's for. (laughs) 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 All right. There we go. We got that. Oh, that was funny. I do have a prop bet I want to talk to you guys about. Okay. Mm-hmm. So enough about the Super Bowl. Just one? You guys know you can bet on the Puppy Bowl? <laughs> oh, God. I did know that. I'm, on uh, the betting site I use, you can do that. The Puppy Bowl, there's a bet I want to discuss to you guys. So it's Team Fluff versus Team Rough. Hmm. Team Fluff is plus 105. So you put down 100 bucks, you can win 105. While Team Rough hmm. is minus 135. So you have to pay $135 to win 100. I think we should how go all they, in on Team How do they Fluff. make these odds? <laughs> That's, there's no way there's know. actual reasoning. That's my point. I literally, he's like, I, you want to talk real reporting? They say journalism's dying. Let me tell you something. Last year, when I saw that Team Rough was seven-point favorites, I called up the service that offers these odds, and I asked them, how do you do that? And the guy was oh like, God. well, one of our employees went through the photo gallery slideshow Animal Planet has. <laughs> no way. And just, you know, kind of guessed. And I was like, and I put oh all my, my money on the, on the, on the, on the money. I'm like, that just made it up. Like this puppy is like his ear get, got bit off. He's got one eye. They got great. One of the dogs does have one eye. 
<laughs> so you're telling me that Team Rough, who's a minus one thirty five favorite, is that's just completely just it's a shot literally in the dark. some dude who works for said website. Uh, why wouldn't they just make both these odds the same? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to say is there's a <laughs> tremendous value here to bet on Team Fluff. There's also the Puppy Bowl MVP. MVP is a female's minus 110. I think you want to bet on that because the male's minus 130, but the, 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 it's just... I, are people, it's just, are, are they just random. saying that people are going to bet on Team Rough because they sound tougher? Team Fluff mm. sounds like... Team Fluff sounds like they're just going to go out there and play around. They're going to be... just want to cuddle. Team Rough. Team Rough came up on the streets. It's bark is like, it's not rough like rough and tumble. It's rough like dogs go rough. No, I get sound. that, but no, it sounds... Yeah, but I also, yeah, I think the point <laughs> is that it sounds like rough, like like tough, you know, because fluff is not a dog term, so... Well, I think that this is cognitive biases toward you know, male physical traits. I think we could take advantage of other betters' biases. Mm -hmm. We should bet on mm -hmm. Team Fluff. So why don't you parlay... Team Fluff and a female MVP. Yeah. I think that that's an incredible bet. The other thing I, I want to mention, I, I give you guys a, like a take. I was as I went through the gallery for this this puppy bowl. Mm -hmm. I don't think these dogs are as cute as previous years. Did you say one of the dogs doesn't have an eye? Yeah, I think these are the least cute dogs I, I can remember in a puppy bowl. Huh? Is one of them missing an eye? Yeah, but that's not why. That dog's actually adorable. I was gonna say, damn, that's it's a puppy great. that's missing an dog, eye. That like, dog's called uh, Moonshine. I love it. <laughs> Jesus. There's some incredible dogs. But here's the thing. I feel like all the cute got dogs have already been adopted. You know, because the last year so many dogs were adopted. I think all the cute ones got adopted and the ones left aren't as cute. What does the MVP win? Uh, hopefully they get it. <laughs> well, the whole thing's nice. It's all the dogs. You can actually adopt all the dogs in the puppy bowl. So the MVP, presumably, you would think it's adopted. That's the goal I of the puppy so. bowl. Maybe they get like a nice dinner or something like that. They get put out to stud, and then they they sire the next group of puppies coming in like three years or whatever. No, there's that, that that's they're, they're in a, they, you can't they're in shelters. You can't just what are you talking about? Yeah, I was definitely being serious. I it's <laughs> <laughs> I take this very seriously. <laughs> All right, so that's our biggest takeaway: parlay the female with Team Fluff. Yes, he'll thank me later. I'm good to do that. So <laughs> it's fantastic. It's a fantastic Good. bet. We should talk to Warren Sharp. That's not in Warren Sharp's 55 page book, let me tell you. <laughs> well, Craig didn't read every word. You can't be sure. <laughs> didn't read every word. <laughs> All right. That's what I'll have to command F fluff and see if it's in there. <laughs> All right. Thank you, TK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to Warren Sharp. Thank you to the puppy bowl, most of all. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Miles Davis. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Old school. Yeah, Old TK. School. I like it. We'll see you guys on Monday. <laughs>